Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to it like that, Red Wings. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. I'm your host and 97 Women Ticket producer, Brian Fisher. With me today, as always, is the other host here on Locked On Red Wings and host at Locked On Tigers, uh, Scotty Bentley. And honest, honest to God, Scotty, today I'd rather talk about the Tigers as deep in the offseason as they are. But after that Red Wings game that just happened today, or last night, I guess, by the time the listeners are hearing this, I... I don't even know if I want to talk about the Red Wings for tonight. It was, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't great. I, I certainly had uh, a good time recording Locked On Tigers today. It was a fun <laughs> little, the Tucker Barnhart trade, a breakdown of that. But um, Can you just send me yeah. that recording and we'll post that instead? Yeah, right. We'll call it, it a crossover was, uh, episode. It was not great. It was not great. It was a pretty, uh, one of the worst performances of the year, comfortably, yeah. from, uh, from the Red Wings tonight. And uh, we're obviously going to get into all that. Um, but first, I got to thank you guys for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every day, despite how bad the team's playing on this four-game stretch. Uh, we are free and available on all platforms. And, Scotty, I just, man, we talked about it on Thursday's episode about how they tend to play up against tougher opponents and that maybe this would be the get-right game after they got blanked in Montreal. And then they go out and don't score a goal through the first two periods against the Bruins. And they just, the, the same issues continue to plague them with the penalties. We talked about it uh, all last week. Even when they were playing well and winning games, we talked about how penalties continue to be an issue. And today was no exception. They had one, two, three, four, five, six penalties on the game. And I don't know I don't know if I can call any of them particularly weak. I mean, some were weaker than others, but a lot of it was maybe that sportsman like on Heronic was kind of like maybe bold guys should have gone. But it's just they continue to shoot themselves in the foot, and I'm finding myself, and I hate to be like that fairweather fan and sound like a fairweather fan, but after we spent all last week talking about how this team looks like they're finally turning the corner and all the talents there. And granted, you're missing your captain and Dylan Larkin still. But this is an opportunity for players to step up, and no one has. And we spent all last week talking about how this team's turning the corner, and it's just this week, starting with last Friday's loss in overtime to Florida Panthers, has slowly been a slide downhill for this franchise that accumulated today in a 5-1 to loss, or last night rather, Five to one loss to the Boston Bruins, where Patrice Bergeron scored a natural hat trick, ended up with four on the night. It was bad. <laughs> it was really, really bad, man. And we'll get into the the nitty gritty stuff and the details of why it why it ended up being bad. But but my goodness, um, that was and, and like you said, it's it's such a it's so deflating because like we we were riding such a high and and there was so much cool stuff to be excited about and people stepping up and, and people performing so well and the kids are here and all this and 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 Raymond did score tonight and and it was on an assist from Mo and like it there was you know cool like a, a, a nice little cool play there but then literally 30 seconds later they give up a shorthander like that we just couldn't have anything tonight yeah. and, and it has been a 
a brutal of a last week, the last four games. And and it's been like a, a pretty linear decline. You know what I mean? Like it's been like, oh, like kind of fought around a little bit, lost, fought, and then it's like, oh, that was ugly. Oh, that, that was ugly. And then tonight was, was the pinnacle of ugliness. Yeah, you're missing your captain for the second straight game, still out due to personal reasons. Defense just... DDK was scratched today, which is something that we've all been like, why is Danny DeKaiser in the lineup? Like, we try not to bag on him too much, but the reality of it is, like, he didn't look like he was NHL, or at least not... Well, I mean, if you're not NHL caliber on this team. Um, you know, we'd, we've bagged on him, and then he finally got scratched, and the defense that we throw out there just absolutely looked horrible. Grice, granted, he took 37 shots on net, let in five game, four, five, five games, five goals again for what the second straight game because he let in five against Toronto as well. I mean, forward depth scoring again did not show up, and it just today your, your top line center was Robbie Fabry, and that was another guy that we threw out there as a possibility, and it didn't really change much. It's just. And again, that sole bright spot continues to be Lucas Raymond and Mo Sider. The only goal of the game assisted by Sider, scored by Raymond. But this was just the accumulation of all the bad things we were kind of in the back of our minds last week. And now it's just like, oh man, now I'm not so sure if this team's really turning the corner or not. Yeah, it's one of you definitely want to want to hold off some reservation uh, until we get Larkin back, and and he's you know in in a right mindset and and all that but uh, i mean my goodness it that was that was that was horrible and like the defense was bad but like the 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 forwards were horrible defensively too you know what i mean like there's a difference between just the the defenseman being bad and all five dudes on the ice in unison playing horrible defense. And that's what it was. And the puck was in our zone the, like the entire game, especially the first two periods, like almost in. And if you, if you would have told me that like, like, like if I was joking around, I was like, Oh yeah, they were in our, they were in our zone, like 95% of the game. And you were like, all right, that's an exaggeration. I'd be like, yeah, no, it was. But if you also told me, you know what? That's actually exactly what it was. I would have believed you. <laughs> it was brutal, dog. The first like period and a half, especially they, it was it was domination from from buzzer to buzzer for real. Well, and you mentioned that the forwards were horrible defensively too, and I actually have a specific example I wanted to bring up to that point because I was I made sure to go back and rewatch uh, the the NHL app always puts up the condensed game, which is about five minutes long. And that shorthanded goal, there was only one defenseman on the ice, four forwards on the ice. And granted, you know, you put a forward on the blue line, you're, it's for extra offensive pressure when you're on the, the, four, uh, the power play. But you, want, you need that player to also have awareness on who's on the ice around him. And it was, I believe it was Rasmussen, Ernie Suter, Zadina, and Letty on the ice during, at that point. Zadina cut into the zone while Letty was on the left point because he was only watching the puck, didn't see the Bruin breaking towards center ice because Zadina was the final man in along with Letty on the, the blue line. Didn't look to see that guy breaking towards center ice and because he cut in, left him wide open for the breakaway for what ended up being the fourth goal, which I think that was the, the Riley goal. So it's like yeah. 
that was just a, a, a huge example of this team just letting it down on every facet of the game. The, the offense was horrible. The defense was horrible. Goaltending was bad. And they just kept taking bad penalties. And it just yeah. so much to break down, but it's just like almost to the point where it's overwhelming. And I'm trying to like, where, you know, what part do we break down next? Because like, it was all just bad. Yeah. And, and, and you brought up Suter. Suter was, was, uh, was bad tonight. He, he was bad. And, and, and like to the point, he, he was bad to the point where like I would argue the second Larkin comes back, he should like never be on a special teams unit again. Like wow. whether it was whether it was a power play, whether it was a penalty kill, it didn't matter. He he was lost in the sauce. It was it was bad. And and, and there was there was no pressure, the there was no passing. We gave up a shorthanded goal. Yes. Dog. Awful. Like, like thirty seconds after score. Like, I mean, my goodness, man! It like like Suter, Suter, and and I I love the acquisition. He gives us center depth. I I, I think that it's it's a good situation for us and him to be in when we are at full strength. But I, he he shouldn't be on a special teams unit ever again, dude. That, I, that was horrific. I just feel like such a jackass, man. I like yeah. after the last week of us just praising the Red Wings, and I get uh, granted again the biggest piece of this lineup is out with Larkin being oh, yeah. know, out. But this is the moments where you see what teams are made of when you're missing the Tampa Bay Lightning. Have been you know granted they are a super team with or without Kucherov, but they've gone stretches without Kucherov. They've gone stretches without their captain and Steven Stamkos, and they still are an incredible team. I mean, we see, and again, I get it. They are stacked from top to bottom, but. You know, it's moments like that where you see what a team is made of. With you miss it, you lose a key piece. If the rest of the team can step up and fill that space, and without Larkin, two games in a row, I mean, they went five periods without scoring a goal, and it's just really frustrating to see. And I'm like looking at who had the most shots on the team. Sam Gagne led the team in shots with three shots, and then oh. we had a three-way tie, four-way tie for second on the team in shots with two shots, and that's Lucas Raymond, Phil Peronic. Jordan Osterle and Mo Sider. So out of the three of the four guys who tied for second in shots, three of them are on defense. Also, that's like all of our shots you just listed. We yeah. have 15 shots on net, dog. Yeah. And that's like it. Like you just you just covered the entire the entire shot chart pretty much. And I get we had 15 shots. I get, we had like 12, like halfway through the third. Yeah, it's it was brutal, man. And I get the I get the Bruins are the Bruins and they, they came into the game and they're four and three, but like we knew like the same thing we talked about the Maple Leafs last week when they were down bad, we're like, okay, but it's the Maple Leafs. They have a great roster still. They're not going to be down bad forever. Same thing with the Bruins. They weren't necessarily down bad, but they didn't have the hottest start in the world. And we're like, don't underestimate them. They're still the Bruins. And he got came out and you just got embarrassed at TD gardens. And now it's a four game losing skid. I mean, you came into the, you went into last weekend was it four two and two, or was it four, you know, four two and two, and now you're yeah. four five and two, something like that? Yes, and it's, sir. it's, that is correct. you know, you go, the whole outlook goes from this team's heading in the right direction to, oh my God, it's going to be another one of those years. And I hate to sound like a fair weather fan, but like maybe this was just the dose of reality because this is how I felt going into the season, maybe not to this degree. I mean, it was a bad loss, so maybe my feelings are a little bit stronger 
right now because of the fact that it was a bad sure. loss. But like yeah. I came into the season right after a horrible yeah. game. Yeah. But I came into the season thinking like, okay, well, it's going to be another step in the right direction, but they're still probably going to be pretty bad. I think we're finally getting the, I don't know. I don't want to sound like a pessimist, but like. The the thing is, the, the one thing that's that's holding me from from going down that rabbit hole is no Larkin. Like we yes. haven't had Larkin and Burt in like, what, four games now? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, that is that is the one, the three. Well, that, that's the that's the one thing that's. That's keeping me from from being like, all right, like this is just over. Like Robbie Fabry was our one C tonight, yeah. and 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 Suter was our one C last or t- whatever Tuesday. Like, That's right, Scotty. Keep talking the, me back off the edge, buddy. <laughs> well, it's just it's. It, it, I mean, it is. I mean, those are our two best players, and and with both of them, uh, have you know, Bert's never going to be able to play in Canada. That's just something we're going to have to deal never. with, and then Larkin, yeah, <laughs> never this year. And then, uh, and then, yeah, with Larkin going through whatever he's going through, and uh, you know, obviously that that takes priority, and I hope everything's yeah, okay. Yeah. But uh, for the on the ice product, it's you know, that's if we if we have a stretch of four games in a row with the two of them, I'm right there. I'm 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 this. Then I'm I'm ultra pessimist if <laughs> if if both of them are, have been playing the last four games. But that's the one thing that's that's still keeping me. I, I don't know if I'm ever level-headed, but it's <laughs> the one thing keeping me uh, relatively kind of kind of in the zone still. No, and actually, you know, that's a great point. You've successfully, like, talked me down now of saying that because <laughs> say, mentioning that makes me think, I'm like, when was the last time both of them were in the lineup at the same time? And that was the overtime loss to the Florida Panthers where they came back from a 2-0 deficit. So the last mm-hmm. time they played together was a hard-fought, grinded-out comeback game where they ultimately fell. So if once Larkin does come back, whenever he's ready again, no rush, I mean, the team will play better. I mean, having Dylan Larkin in the lineup will make the team better. Absolutely. I guess I'm just I'm just down bad right now, Scotty. It's four it was straight a bad losses. Game. So yeah. like I, I feel like most people are. It, it was a it was a very, very ugly, gross, disgusting, fill in the blank with an adjective game. Yeah, and we'll continue to break this one down. Um and you know, shine a little bit of a more of a spotlight on the one bright spot we did have. We did briefly mention it in Lucas Raymond's goal because that was just a beauty of a power play. Uh, the one good thing that happened in tonight's game. Uh, but first, I got to talk to you guys about Built Bar. And when it comes to the holidays, if I got to be honest, Christmas is number one. I know it's a hotly debated topic, but a lot of people love Thanksgiving more than Christmas. Thanksgiving's my number two. Still love it. Um, all of the good food and treats, plenty of them. But maybe you want a yummy dessert too, but one that isn't so full of calories and sugar. It's the perfect time for Built Bars. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it too. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with coconut Built Bar. Or go for the raspberry built bar instead of the raspberry pie. I mean, who doesn't want to do that? Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, but high in protein if you're trying to get swole. Swole is the goal. Size is the prize, my friends. Covered in 100% real chocolate. Built is a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a built bar or maybe two. There's nothing like a built bar Black Friday. Mark your calendar. 
Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And Betty, you better eat a Bill Bar. Samuelson holds it there and then twirls. Walker watching him as it came back to Lebda. And a shot. And whipped it. All right, Brian Fisher with Scotty Bentley. Scotty being a godsend and talking me back from that ledge, man. Going down that that rabbit hole of just dread and like I thought I was seeing the same thing I was seeing the last few years. But Scotty reminding me of the fact that Larkin wasn't there and Bertuzzi and Larkin haven't played together in a while. Reminded me that Raymond and Moritz Sider still both got a point in this game. Reminded me that good things are still around the corner. So Scotty. Big shout out to you. Big thank I'll you to you get, for keeping I'll, my optimism I'll, around. I'll take what I can get. Yeah, no, Raymond looked. Uh, Raymond looked. Look, even besides the goal, Raymond. Raymond looked pretty good. Again, not not very good defensively, but no, none of the forwards are really good defensively. But uh, he he continues to create space, create opportunities. Um, uh, I mean, we had 15 shots as a team, but. He, he, he took Positives. advantage. Positive, Scotty. Yeah, he took advantage of the one, the five-on-three. It was an Ovechkin-esque snipe, Oh, man. yeah. It was a rip. That thing that thing would have broke glass. I mean, that that was a, a, a shot. Yeah, Scotty, it was an absolute ripper, and it was a primary assist from Moritz Sider. And, you know, I during the ad break, I accidentally closed out of the box score, so I ended up just opening up the Red Wings' stats. And, of course, it automatically sorts by points. And who are your two points leaders on this team? This, this Detroit Red Wings 2021-22 season. It's Lucas Raymond with 10 points in 11 games and Moritz Sider with 9 points in 11 games. Those are your points leaders on a team that has Bertuzzi and has Larkin. Granted, Bertuzzi and Larkin are only at 8 games apiece. Bertuzzi at 9, nine points in 8 games, which is... God, if he could play in Canada. But that's not what we're talking about right now. Raymond and Sider just continue, even in a bad game like this, to find a way to get to the back of the net, either through assists or to goals. And that's the future of this team. So it's nice to see, to have at least one bright spot in a game as bad as this. Like, I remember, so I was at the Little Caesars Arena working the Pistons versus 76ers game, which was a crap show all on its own <laughs> because the Pistons continue to just get off. He hit a three. He hit a three. He, he hit did, a three. In his defense, he did have a double-double today, but his shooting accuracy is horrible. Yeah, no, the shot. Great shot rebounder, though. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Good passer. But so when I got the tweet and it said Lucas Raymond scores to make it 3-1 to one after Bergeron put a natural hat, I was like, there's the silver lining. I think I texted you, and I was yeah. like, thank God for Lucas Raymond. Because it's just in a game where nothing seems to go right to be able to rely on the fact that these two rookies are going to show up. And Sider didn't even really have that good of a game. He really didn't. I mean, he was a, yeah, not defensively. He was a minus two with 20 minutes on the ice. But they both continue to contribute offensively. And it's something. It's some in a game like tonight, in a game like last night, it's something. Yeah, no, it, it's, um, it's, it's a silver lining. We'll take any silver lining we can get, especially in a blowout loss where we had 15 shots. It was a beauty 
too. I, I mean, like I said, that thing, that thing was a, a shot out of a cannon. Uh, d- down on one leg. I mean, it really did look like Ovi. It was a beauty. And I just, um, I just want to say about our mailbag yesterday. Lucas Raymond's on pace for 80 points right now. 10 points in 11 games in an 80 game season. Huh? Uh, yeah, it could happen. And the, the the question was only 60 to 70 points. He's only got to get 50 points more to hit that minimum threshold. I only 50 points. Only more. 50 more points. Uh no, no. I mean he he yeah, he he continues to look good on the offensive side. Um and especially this past week when the first whatever, six games, he was playing with the same people on the same line every night. Now there's kind of been mixing and matching. And that was also a a big downfall tonight. There was very clearly no chemistry between the lines at all. There there was no chemistry. And we got bullied. So, like, I I, I guess maybe grain of salt. But, I mean, it was was very apparent that these lines had never played together before. Like, very apparent. Well, let's go through these lines right here. And I'm getting this off dailyfaceoff.com. I'm hoping that it's accurate. You watch the game, so you tell me. It's Fabry Bertuzzi-Raymond was the first line. Valeno, Suter, Zadina, second line. Nemesnikov, Rasmussen, Ernie, the third line. Steven Smith and Gagne were the fourth line. That wasn't necessarily by position, but by what line they played on together. Um, We tried Suter. We try, tried Fabry. Neither of them could really get the first line going. Because, again, Raymond's goal came on a beautiful five-on-three passing play uh, from Moritz Sider, the one sole like, bright spot in this game. Um, at this point, we've kind of been saying it half in jest, half because we wanted to see it, but, like, do it. Put Felino at one seat. If Larkin's going to miss a third straight game, like, if that were to happen this weekend, try it. Because if Suter didn't work and Fabry didn't work and you're lost four straight games and there wasn't chemistry, try it. Put Valeno in that spot. See if he can rise to the occasion. Because you know what? In the end, Scotty, this is that season to try and mix and match and see what works because, again, realistically speaking, this isn't a playoff contending team. And I don't want to sound like a downer, but that's the reality of the situation. So... Try Valeno in that 1C role and see what he can do. I don't expect him to go out there and light it up and be like, oh, Dylan Larkin's now the 2C. But if you're struggling to find chemistry with the lines as you change them up every, like, what's the harm? And you know what's great about Jeff Blashill? He's a mix and matcher anyway. So if it doesn't work in the first period, you can go back to what you want That's to do. Exactly what I was just about to say. The, the, the thing, he's such a, a, like, mad scientist with lines anyway that. You, you can put him out there for the first, and if he stinks, still only play him 14 minutes, put somebody else. You can put Suter or Fabry, whoever you want, back up there for the rest of the game and call it a night. But there's there, it can't be worse than the last two games. It can't. It, it literally, we, we have been shelled the last two games. So, so it, it certainly is not going to be worse. No, and it just – this team needs something. And the next game is going to be in Buffalo – and we keep talking about this is going to be the, the get-right game. This is going to be the get-right game. And it just keeps getting worse and worse. And it's four-game losing streak now. And we've gone over like the multiple penalties, depth issues, uh, certain players not being available. But you always have to just look ahead to the next game. And we're, we're going to do that. Um, but first, got to talk to you guys today about betonline.ag. They're back and they are better than ever. 
a new web interface for the start of the basketball season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile site to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use their promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, NHL, boxing, and UFC, I mean, basically everything, guys. That's basically what it's saying. You can can bet on anything, including Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. That is the best fucking power play the Detroit Red Wings have had in four games. All right, Scotty, we're going to put this Bruins game behind us. Thank goodness. And look ahead to the weekend because the Red Wings for the third straight weekend have back-to-back games. This time, in a weird twist of fate, play the Buffalo Sabres in Buffalo on Saturday and then play the Vegas Golden Knights at Little Caesars Arena on Sunday. And I say that's a weird twist of fate because those are the two teams that were involved in the trade for Jack Eichel on Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday. Sorry, it's late nights. Hard to remember what days things happen. Um, but that's looking ahead to this weekend. Obviously, Jack Eichel's not going to play, but just the the saga of Jack Eichel has been just riveting to follow. And then to see the return for Buffalo be so little is we got more for Anthony Mantha. By yes, the way, we did. The Detroit Red Wings got more of a return for Mantha than the Sabres did for Eichel. Just, just putting that out there. There's putting a lot out. of reasons why that could have happened. And Nolan, actually, credit to Nolan on Twitter, brought up the fact that the biggest reason why the Buffalo Sabres didn't get that big of a return is because they can they waited and waited and waited to make a trade. And the longer they waited, delayed the return of Jack Eichel, which further diminished the return because teams want yep. Jack Eichel as soon as possible. So right now he's getting the surgery as soon as possible. He'll probably return for Vegas. You know, if, if he heals properly, because there's no set timetable, this surgery isn't really done, hasn't really been done at the professional athlete level before because they're total disc replacement in his neck. Yeah. But um, they're hoping four to five months is the optimistic goal. He could return by the start of playoffs. So the fact that they waited this long diminished their return. The Buffalo Sabres got back Peyton Krebs, Alec Took, a protected top 10 protected first round pick and a future second rounder while giving up also a future third rounder in the draft. So the 2022 first rounder they got cannot be a top 10 pick, but knowing Vegas and how good they are, especially now that they got Jack Eichel on the roster is not going to be a top 10 pick anyways. Correct. Yeah, no, it, it, for, um, I honestly, as it went further and further, further on, I, I, and they just dragged it out and it was so dramatic. And usually the NBA is the drama league. Usually that's the league that, that there's always so much drama in. And my goodness, this, this was some, one of the most dramatic yes. and, and like overly drama filled NHL news stories in, uh, in, in a minute. And um, it, it was, it was honestly more of a return than I thought given at how long they had waited. 
Um, but but I mean, they were asking people for like two firsts and top prospects and stuff. People like, no. Well, I mean, like, remember, no, you're not letting this dude get a surgery that he needs. Why? Why on earth? Yeah. Would we would we mortgage that much? Like, no. And um, remember so, the crazy, like, the Flames rumors the night before where, like, supposedly yeah. Kachuk was involved. Like, clearly that was a freaking lie. Because if Kachuk yeah, was involved, why didn't they go for that? Big time. Yeah, no, it was it was all, it was so dramatic. And it, it's nice to see some drama. Yeah, some uh, Some good drama. Good drama. NHL. That's, that's, yes, obviously, yeah. Good, some, it's nice to have some 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 good drama like that some trade drama some some player drama but um yeah man it was it, it and like you said the the fortune of the red wings and then going a back to back against those two teams is hysterical absolutely hysterical yeah and so and then they had to make a subsequent trade because getting eichel off their books meant they were no longer above the cap floor and so it, they ended up trading for the rights of Johnny Boychuk, who retired last November with an eye injury. But they that is a $6 million cap hit for them on only $500,000 of actual salary that they have to pay out. So they, they, that was a subsequent move they made to help them hit to the cap floor. But, I mean, they still are a young team, but they have definitely cooled off looking ahead for the perspective of the red wings i don't want to get into the buffalo sabers rebuild you can listen to locked on sabers if you want to hear that um yes they've cooled down substantially since their hot start at the start of the season um they've lost two straight as of recording this it is tied two to two in the third against the seattle Kraken. correction seattle has taken the three two lead early in the third period in seattle over the buffalo sabers so you're looking at maybe three straight losses for the sabers not a surprise. If you look at their roster, it's not like, you know, thick with talent. It was just a hot start. You know, obviously you still have, you know, Rasmus Dahlin on that roster and other, you know, other guys who are going to be good for them going forward, but not a huge depth roster. Definitely a bottom of the league trying to get a top pick. And we keep talking about get right games, but more so than Vegas on Sunday, even if it's in your own barn, Buffalo is your God, dare I say get right game? Oh, it hurts to say. It, it, it has to be. It's the definition of one. You're, you're on a, you're facing a a bad roster, a bad roster. You're facing it with hopeful. You're definitely facing it with Bertuzzi at a minimum. Yep. Hopefully Larkin's right by then, but obviously he's going to take his time as he should. But you're facing a a bad roster after. All of this saga has just ended, and you're facing them on a losing streak. There, this has to be the get-right game. Has to be, and and it's kind of sad that the the get-right game has to be the first game of a back-to-back against a a Vegas roster that's that's doing really well, because then the the. the, the on a back-to-back, right? Because that means even if we get right on Saturday and we look great. The, the odds of two games in a row and a back-to-back going, coming, you know, a home game Sunday, you know, never say never. But um, it, it, it sucks that it, the get-right game is the first game of a back-to-back, but it is a get-right game, and I, I just want some points. Well, and that's, I, I want some points. that's where, uh, I mean, the juggernaut of the Vegas Golden Knights coming in on Sunday. 
a 6 p.m. game. It's going to be that's going to be a real test for this roster, even with the like better than I think. Would you argue? Obviously, the Tampa Bay Lightning are defending champions, and you played them on opening night. But uh, I, I would argue they're as good, if not better, than the Tampa Bay. That's a tough thing to say. Like get out. But I mean, that's going to be one of your toughest tests. Yeah, tougher than I would argue Washington. Definitely tougher than the Florida Panthers, even though they got off to a hot start. But I'm looking at you know at the roster wise, Vegas Gold Knights are stacked just as good as the Tampa Bay Lightning are. So. I mean, that's going to be a real test for this team. So you need the Buffalo game to just instill a little bit of confidence in this organization so that if you do get Larkin back, I mean, at least then you can maybe have your, your gritty overtime, you know, fight that right. we loved from this team the first couple of weeks. Yeah. Give, give, me a, give me a win Saturday and an OT loss Sunday. There but, we go. And you know what's funny is, so because I'll it's hockey it. and because it's wild, because we think it's going to go one way, it's going to go the opposite. They'll get yeah, shelled absolutely. by the Sabres and then just blow out the Golden Knights. Yeah, probably. Because it's just hockey. But realistically speaking, if you're looking at it as much as you're looking at the Sabres as your, oh, I hate saying it over and over again, <laughs> Scotty, I really do. But you're looking at that as the game to win to get right. And then hopefully um, Vegas, you can just, you grind it out and you get a dirty win against Vegas at home on Sunday. I and that's going to be a packed barn at the Little Caesars Arena, which I Absolutely. do think is going to help. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. Playing back in front of the, the home crowd. People and, want to uh, see Vegas and, play. Yeah, absolutely. And those, those I, I just want the grit back, man. I, I, I can I can take one and two goal losses that are, that are hard fought. And even though they're more heartbreaking, you know, I, I can take the – that if, if there's some grittiness and some physicality, I, I, I can't stand the, the four-goal blowouts where, where we don't have the puck the entire game. Yeah, even if it was like a Florida Panthers-esque loss where um, uh, right. no, no moral yeah. victories. No, I'm sorry. I'll take that back. No moral <laughs> victories. They need to win a game. You win. They need to win. This you is how to win the game. I'm starting to like do emotional hedging where it's like, well, they fought hard. No. You got to win hockey games. And Buffalo is a must-win for this team and for its confidence for them to get back on the right track. Start there, move on to Sunday, grind it out, get a win at home in front of your own fans in a packed barn. Damn right. Boom. Any final thoughts, Scotty, before we sign this off? Uh, I don't think so, man. I have a final thought. I, my thought is I want to thank you for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every day. I'm such, an, such a tease, aren't I? No, that was amazing. That's a good follow-up. <laughs> now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Scott Collin leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms. Listeners probably thought I had like a real thought to say, and I'm just like, nah, here's your here's your, hey, your tease. Him. You thanked them. That's a good thanked thought. Him. I thank my listeners every single time. Thank our listeners. Absolutely. Our listeners. But uh, all right, Scotty, uh, you and I will be back here on Monday. We'll, we'll re recap two straight wins by the Detroit Red Wings, one over the Absolutely. Sabres, one over the Golden Knights. We're going to kill this thing. And uh, excited to have you guys all here with us listening like you do every single game. Super appreciative. Um, same time, same place, your team every day. Every day.
your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.